This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast. My name is Kyle Porter, and we've got a special episode today. I'm here with PGA Chief Championship Officer, Kerry Hay. Kerry, how's it going, man? Very well, Kyle. Great to be with you again, and uh, Happy New Year to you and everyone uh, listening. Yeah, usually about three or four weeks into the year, we're standing in a big building in Orlando talking to one another. And this year, we are both in our respective homes talking to one another for obvious reasons. I'm curious about just what the last year has been like for you, because you're somebody that I presume travels a lot, is going to different courses, um, and and just very involved in, in terms of what the PGA does at a professional level. What, what what has it been like? Has it has it just completely curtailed everything that you do, or have you been able to to kind of do your work remotely? Uh, well, it's a great question. A little bit of both, I would say. Um, yes, we've certainly done traveling when we've had to travel to championships that did t- take place. Uh, to be honest, I haven't visited potential future sites uh, anything like as often or as we as I have in the past. For obvious reasons, uh, but the planning and the number of calls and the number of meetings is, seems like it's even more. Uh, but in many ways, in good ways, because you know, just as we're doing now, you're doing it virtually. You're doing, you're seeing the people. You're just not feeling and touching and going around as many golf courses or golf venues. So uh, certainly not flying as much, but uh, seems like we're doing just as much. Effort, but just as much planning, but in many ways, it's totally different planning and unique planning because of the circumstances that we all have found ourselves under. What what are your, I I know that, you know, as chief championship officer, you're very involved, you're in charge of setting up these, these championship courses, whether it's the PGA championship, the Ryder cup, um, what else does your job entail? Because I think people are curious, and maybe maybe that is it. I don't know. Maybe we've talked about this before, but um, I, I think people would be curious to kind of hear, like, what what does a normal day look like for you? Just looking at pin sheets all day for <laughs> 360 days of the year. What what is what does that look like for you? No, well, Kyle, the, the main part of the job is I oversee all aspects of all of our championships events and. Um, Obviously, I have staff at each of the venues who I speak with or meet with or virtually meet with, uh, you know, every day or every week and literally go from identifying sites, contracting with sites, meeting with boards and uh, executive club uh, teams to secure sites. uh, And then from then, put together the site plan determine where everything goes, work with all of our internal teams, merchandising, broadcasting, administration, sales, marketing, and what have you, put the kind of plans together, keep molding it, uh, 
Uh, and the golf course part of it is just one of probably, you know, 40 or 50 different aspects of running championships. So, you know, including, you know, where do the restrooms go? You know, how do you service them? The security, the, the volunteers, the broadcasters, the compound, the cabling, the TV towers, all and everything that goes into running an event ultimately sort of needs someone to help coordinate all the different pieces. And ultimately, that's what my job is. And then the week of, obviously, working with the superintendent and then the golf part of it, just as important, just as essential. And certainly a big part of what I have to do the week of is setting up the golf course and preparing it for the best players in the world. But because there's, you know, three, four or five of these spectator championships that we run every year and we're two or three or more years ahead, you know, there's 15, 17 different events that I'm working on at any you know, one week, one month. And the fun of it is you're going from, you know, mentally from side to side, question to question, different aspects. So that's what's fun. That's why I've done it for over 30 years. And that's why I love the game of golf. It's uh, so many different things. And each one you hope to make the very best it can be for that club, for that championship and for those players. And that's ultimately what excites me and, and, uh, why I enjoy doing what I do. When you guys went to Harding Park at the end of last year for the PGA Championship, and and obviously there were there were no spectators there, which was very it was very different. Did that make your planning and your job easier or harder? Because I I, I could almost see it going both ways, and I'm just curious about whether kind of navigating that you know because there's not as the infrastructure is not as great, I presume, because there's not people there you know or at least not spectators there's still a ton of people there um so was it was it easier or harder to kind of put all that together uh another great question i'd say it was different it was unique and i challenged everyone all of our staff that this was going to be a championship that none of us will ever forget you know from the planning stages from you know six months out you know from postponing it um delaying it rescheduling it you know, we had to put two or three different plans into place for, you know, full spectators, limited spectators, no spectators, COVID testing, and all those factors, you know, working with the public health authorities, working with the state, all those different aspects that, you know, normally you don't have to deal with. So um, leading up to, I would say it was probably more complicated because we had so many different scenarios the actual week of, once we got to it, was totally different and different situations that we were dealing with, virtual media centers, virtual player interviews, uh, COVID testing, you know, negative results, positive results, how we deal with all the medical side of it. And ultimately, the golf part of it was just the same as it always was in terms of setting the golf course up for the best players in the world. And, uh, but the peripheral around the sides, we had to, again, work on differently. You know, what what is it the TV viewers are going to see? You know, they're not going to have the fairways lined with spectators. So who do we let where of the few that are there? How do we hide the golf carts? How do we hide the, all the things that you don't normally see because it's lined with spectators? You've got to try and hide. So the restrooms and the 
uh, you know, all, all the different infrastructure parts that you normally have. You, we had to try and position in a way that weren't going to be shown on TV every day. So different, but again, unique. And again, in its own way, exciting and rewarding because again, hopefully after, well, hopefully soon, none of us will have to keep dealing with this uh, for many more times. Yeah, and and you mentioned the hopefully soon part. Obviously, the PGA Championship at Kiowa in May, and then uh, the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits in in September. As the as you know, I think everybody in golf right now is like, okay, we know there's going to be spectators. We don't know when. We don't know if that's going to be March or July or in 2022. Or we we don't we don't know what that's going to look like. How many? contingencies do you guys have right now in terms of okay this could be what it looks like at Kiowa this could be what it looks like at the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits and and how how difficult does that make your job in 2021 as as hard as it was last year with Harding Park now you got two two events and maybe even more variables how 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 many meetings and, and just how difficult is that for you right now well, we do. it's not just the two events. It's the KPMG Senior PGA Championship. It's the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. It's uh, PGA Professional Championships. All of them have the same issues with regards to COVID and what are we going to do? What can we do? Player, you know, being responsible uh, for the health and well-being of all the players involved and all the constituents involved. So specifically to the two biggest ones, the PGA Championship and the Ryder Cup, you know, as we did last year, we were, you know, having different scenarios, sort of an A, B and a C scenario, uh, and trying to plan, you know, plan for each. Obviously, the, the A scenario is business as usual, full attendance and what have you, and we'd love to say that's going to happen, but at this point, we have no, you know, we don't, we don't know where it's going to be. It depends where COVID is. And, you know, right now the numbers are not great, but hopefully things are going to improve. We now have the vaccine available and it's now starting to be distributed. So, you know, we're hopeful um, that things are, are going to improve and we can have spectators. Uh, specifically for the PGA Championship at Keel, we, we're in the process of working with the, the county and, and South Carolina present our plan which will include limited spectators, but not full spectators, even though we're sold out of tickets and sold out of hospitality. You know, the community had supported it so well. You know, we had sold out before COVID hit almost. So, uh, you know, depending where the county and the state let us do, we will have to then put our plan in place of, you know, determining, you know, who gets tickets, who gets to come or who doesn't, depending where we end up with the final, you know, determination of numbers and what the, the county and the state allow. Similarly, the Ryder Cup uh, is certainly further away. It doesn't start till September, but we need to start building sort of in the middle end of May timeframe. So, you know, decisions will have to be made through a similar process through Wisconsin, through the county of Sheboygan and, uh, and go through them and put together a plan that we would like to present. Uh, Again, hopefully by then the numbers, the COVID numbers are looking better and hopefully that we can do more than we could do if it were today. So it's sort of one step at a time, you know, but have plans in together for each and every scenario. And, you know, we're all hoping for the best that things will improve and uh, we'll be able to have great championships and great Ryder Cup and great events. And, uh, 
it certainly isn't through a lack of trying and effort on everyone's behalf. Yeah, certainly. I, you know, the when I think about Kiowa and I think about uh, Whistling Straits, I've I've covered the uh, what was it, 2015 PGA at, at Whistling Straits. Never been to Kiowa. In my mind, those courses and sort of the way they would be set up or structured are somewhat similar. Is that is that true? Are they like? And I don't I don't just mean layout, but just you know being near the water and and all these different things. When you think about Kiowa and you think about Whistling Straits, are they somewhat similar in your mind? Uh. They have some similarities. Uh, you know, Pete Dye designed both of them, I guess is the common denominator in them. And they're both by uh, uh, water, you know, Lake, Lake Michigan for Whistling Straits and the, the Atlantic Ocean for, uh, for, for Kiowa. But logistically and operationally, uh, Whistling Straits has a lot more land available, uh, not necessarily on the 18 holes that we're playing, but it has surrounding farmlands where we can park cars within walking distance of the golf course, for example, and buses coming from Chicago, Milwaukee, or Green Bay, we are able to build a bus terminal in close proximity on some of this land. Whereas Kiowa is literally almost a barrier island uh, out in the middle of the Atlantic, and there is very little additional land other than where the golf course was physically, the 18 holes of the golf course were physically built. So there is limited, or well, very limited parking on site, and most everyone else has to park 12 miles away in what is a large parking area. So we have to, we'll have to shuttle everyone that parks there 12 miles down a, you know, a, a, a two-lane road to get to and from the golf course. So similar but totally different in terms of land, in terms of operations, but the one common denominator is Pete Dye, and the, I guess the second common denominator is they're both great golf courses. They're both affected by the wind, and, you know, both can be the most difficult golf courses in the country when the wind blows, which it often does because they're right by a water a huge water uh, source. The uh, the other kind of major news that that has gone or that has uh, come out recently is uh, the 2022 PGA heading to Southern Hills, which I'm excited about. Uh, I was uh, I'm originally from Oklahoma and and now live uh, four or five hours away from Tulsa, so it'll be uh, got a bunch right. of friends up there. It'll be a it'll be a fun one to cover. Um, when when you think about um, when you think about Southern Hills and, and having gone there before and, and, and had championships there before, what is the, um, what's the first thing that comes to mind as a, as sort of a championship style course? Well, Perry Maxwell and the golf course is the number one thing. Clearly it, it's a wonderful old golf course. That's on a beautiful piece of land. Uh, as you say, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that, that community, that golf club, the city have always got behind the championships that we've taken there and supported them unlike any other. Uh, two years ago, Southern Hills brought in Gil Hans to uh, renovate or restorate, uh, as they like to call it, and up, update uh, the course. 
but in, it wasn't really updated. It was almost taken back to what it used to look like. So mm. he did. He looked at old photos, old pictures, old drawings of the golf course. Uh, actually, added a number of bunkers, brought them back to a look and feel of how they were originally designed, and they put in the actual uh, the state of the art uh, technology under all the putting greens. So they have what they call hydronics under. Uh, all their putting surfaces. Uh, the greens themselves are incredible. They're Perry Maxwell, he's done a lot of great golf courses, uh, you know, including you know work at Augusta. And the greens at Southern Hills are extremely, extremely challenging. And you know, it makes you have good golfers have to play good golf to hit it to the right part of the green to be able to have putts to. To score well on that great golf course, and you know the hydronics part is is incredible. It's, it's you know miles of pipes laid underneath the green surface. So in the winter time, if it gets too cold, they can heat put heat through these pipes under the underground and warm the temperature of the soil. And if it's too hot in the summer, which when we had the championship there in August, we were over 100 degrees every day. This hydronics cools the surface so they can cool the grass. So it's the latest sort of uh, state of the art for green technology and they've been inputted there and it's, and it means the conditioning, the, the superintendent, Russ Myers, who's a, one of the best superintendents in the country, has this to work with in what is a tough climate to grow certainly bent season, cool season grasses on those greens. So, Primarily, it's a great golf course. It's not overly long, you know, has a number of dog legs. Uh, but, you know, the last two winners of the PGA Championship in 94 was Nick Price and in uh, 2007, Tiger Woods, both of whom ended up or were number one player in the world after they had won there. So, you know, that's a reflection of, you know, what a great golf course it is in terms of the, the best players in the world at that time were the ones that were successful. Yeah, and I think, and we'll get you out of here on on this last question. I think that the 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 course, for sure. I, I've been out there; it's awesome. Well, from seeing some of the the redesign, it seems like the greens there are more. Um, they kind of they're more Pinehursty, and that they they kind of shed these these shots that are. Uh, not as accurate as maybe they should be, which I think is awesome for a, for a championship course. Uh, but I, I I wanted to ask you real quick about the city of Tulsa because you know a couple of years ago we went to Bell Reve uh, in St. Louis for for the PGA Championship and I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was a phenomenal experience just based on the aura there and what what fans and what the crowds kind of brought to that tournament. Obviously, Tiger being involved was helpful, but. To me, Tulsa, it, it's it has the same type feel in terms of a, a town that just loves its sports, and it doesn't get a big event like this super often. You know, you've got college football there, you've got the the Oklahoma City Thunder NBA team that's obviously a couple hours away. But you know, having having been to Tulsa before, what is what are your uh, sort of lasting impressions of the fans uh, in Tulsa for for kind of these big events? Yeah, exactly that, Kyle. I think, you know, the passion that they have and the support that they bring to what will be, as you said, correctly said, the biggest golf event in the city, uh, you know, 
after this year's KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship, we're going to be backing it up the next May with the PGA Championship. So, you know, they come out, they support it. And to your point about Reeve, they bring an electric atmosphere when, you know, so many people come out and in that create a cauldron and excitement that, you know, the players love. They love to play in front of excited, passionate spectators. And Tulsa, you know, as much as anywhere, if not more than anywhere, bring that passion, bring that love of the game and bring that excitement, which, you know, adds to the atmosphere and adds to what we hope will be two of the best major championships we've ever hosted, uh, starting this year with the KitchenAid Senior and next year with the PGA Championship. So uh, I can't wait to get there. Uh, we're already just now starting the planning for the 22 and we'll certainly... Uh, obviously, we're on a shortened window in terms of that planning. We're less than 16 months away, but we'll use this, the KitchenAid Senior PGA as a little bit as a, as a learning experience as well. So whatever we can learn from this May's championship, we can you know tweak or adjust or improve upon for 22. So we see it being a bonus for us to be able to to, to have two events in a year and certainly a bonus for the spectators and, and the community of Tulsa to come and support, you know, great golf for two years in a row. Yeah. Selfishly, I thought it was a, a, a great choice as well. Um, Gary, thanks for your time. I could sit here for two more hours and talk to you about Perry Maxwell and CB McDonald and Tom Doak and all, you know, just, just geek out on, on golf stuff, but uh, you've got a bunch of tournaments to play in and you're always generous with your time, always, uh, gracious with uh yeah just answering my uh crazy questions about your championship so uh thank you again and uh, hopefully we'll see you out there at, at kiowa at whistling straits and uh and southern hills next year well thanks guys thanks for having me and yeah let's hope uh 2021's a lot better year for spectators and watching golf than 2020 was but we're looking forward to a great year and thanks for having me okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.